0: Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, bestselling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are listening to the High Impact Coaching Podcast, the podcast for coaches by coaches and designed to help coaches build and scale profitable coaching businesses so that they can get to the people around the world that really need them. On this podcast, you're gonna have everything from tactics, live tactics and strategies. You're gonna have motivational content, You're going to have interviews with the top experts in the world in different spaces to help you grow and scale your business and get to the thousands of people that need you. It's our belief that coaches are at the front of the spear when it comes to world change. And we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to get to the people that really need you. So, that being said, if you need our help in any way, shape, or form, feel free to go to XanderFryer.com. We've got tons of other resources and support at XanderFryer.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community with thousands of other six figure, multiple six figure, and seven figure coaches, you can go to XanderFryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you're interested in getting our help in the short term, coaching you one-on-one or mentoring you one-on-one to scale your coaching business to six figures in the next 90 days or taking it to seven figures over the next 12 months, go ahead and check out a couple of our programs at xanderfryer.com forward slash programs. And feel free to set up a quick 15-minute call with our team to see what we can dig into, find what's not working in your business and see how we can help you scale to that next level. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. All right, how's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching, here with our very own Hannah Hermanson. She's actually our lead success coach on the High Impact Coaching team. She's also our local branding and copywriting and marketing expert on the team. So today, I've got the pleasure of interviewing Hannah on some marketing and copywriting secrets and hacks, if you will. So, Hannah, welcome to the show. Excited to have you. Of course. Awesome. So, I think Hannah you and I, like this kind of stemmed, I remember you did a piece of content on this a while ago, and it was basically like the big mistakes that all coaches make when putting together content. And I think coaches, every coach knows that putting out content can get you clients, but they don't know how to do it. They don't know when to do it. They don't know what works, what doesn't. They don't know anything about that. So they just start putting out a bunch of content and they put in all this time and nothing works. So I think I really want to dig into, you know, you mentioned kind of the three hacks to make content that converts for coaches. So hit us with it, Hannah. Let's go.
1: Yeah. No, I love it. It's so true. Coaches are like, okay, I'll do the thing. And then they post all of their like inspiring quotes and their yoga pictures and their banana bread, but it doesn't really get them anywhere.
0: Banana bed posts though. Those are the best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So if you're already putting in that time and thought and energy and photo shoots, like let's make sure that it gets you somewhere. Like you said.
0: But Um, I I think that's the biggest issue, right? It's like they spend a lot of time. They even spend money. They will go hire photographers or go find friends that are photographers and barter with them or something to get this done. But the worst thing is even if they're not spending money, they're spending a lot of energy on this stuff.
1: Yeah. That should be the fourth mistake. I have three mistakes I wanted to talk about, but that's so huge. So yeah, let's work smarter, not harder. Honest. Yeah. So in working with all of our clients, I review a lot of their content and just being a huge fan of Instagram, I see a lot of content <laughs> and I repeatedly see three core fundamental mistakes being made specifically by coaches. And the first one is that coaches are making their content about them. It's not that they're selfish. I know you want to like inspire the masses and change lots of lives. But what I mean by this is that you're speaking in your language. Yeah. The other thing I love about coaches is they're hella smart. They have certifications and they know about NLP and the law of attraction and all of these like highfalutin things. It's almost like they're professors in life. They have this all these certifications, but the people who actually need their help are in fourth grade. Yeah. They have no idea what the law of attraction is or NLP or woo-woo this or manifestation that. So we need to stop trying to look smart. Yeah. It's almost like reading a textbook. Again, like a professor is talking in a lot of coaches content and it just doesn't land.
0: You bring up a really valid point, right? It's like professors, I think professors, like when they use professor talk, right? like it gets along with other professors, right? Just like coaches, when they're on social media and they're putting out their coaching content, they get a bunch of other coaches who follow them, but they're never their clients. It's like the other professors in their space, right? Yeah.
1: and I'm not clever enough to just think like, hmm, this is like a professor. My real job, my former life, I was an academic advisor. And so it was literally my job to like communicate what admin, what the professors are actually trying to do for the students because students felt like they give me all this work and they don't understand me. And it's like, no, 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 like this is the reason, like, let's bring it down to your level so that you can understand how it impacts you and yes. coaches need to be able to do the same. So the assignment, I give some yeah. of our clients.
0: Can I pause you on that for a second? Yes. Cause I think I just had a massive breakthrough of my own. Cause you mentioned in your past life, basically your job was to translate from professor to student. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why you are such a good marketer and why you're so good with your copy and your content because you were a translator. I look at why I was able to learn marketing so quickly is because in my past life, I was an engineer who did sales, right? So I had to take these really complex engineering technical things that like I could nerd out about and I had to go explain it to a business owner in very simple, dumb language. I was a translator, right? Right. I think that's like, that's a huge breakthrough, but that's sorry. I just, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I
1: love that. Yeah. Because the assignment to help people become that translator, I always ask clients, would your fourth grade niece understand this? Yeah. Right? Like if you were chatting about this at a family reunion, like would the kids get it? Because we have to think of the people reading our content who need our help as elementary school students. So I always say, you know, go look at the last few pieces of content. And if it's like reading a textbook. Just make some changes, dummy it down.
0: Yeah, the big thing there is, even if you are intelligent, nobody likes reading a textbook, right? Right. I'm 31 years old and I still prefer to watch a Disney movie over like some really intelligent thing.
1: Right, right. And in today's world, you're like in between cat videos and dad jokes. So you want to you know, people aren't just. Perfect. Well, and
0: you know, to that point again, right? Like our audience coaches is, you know, in my opinion, one of the most conscious and intelligent audiences out there right? Yet when we put together our content, we use something called the Hemingway app and we literally like check it for like what level of intellectual reading level it is at. And we actually shoot for like first and second and third grade reading levels. And we're going after really conscious and intelligent people. So,
1: so huge, huge. Put yourself in their shoes, use their language. Don't make it about you. Don't try to look smart. All right. Then the second piece, I learned so much of this from you, Xander, and now it's like painful to see it happen over and over. But coaches often have an unclear offer, and I get it. I know with your skill set, you could help someone get a new job, lose ten pounds, find the love of their life, build a business. Like I get it because I'm in it. That like the basics can apply to so much, and you could do amazing things to lots of people as a coach. But if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So Xander, I love this analogy you use, but it's like, you know, who are you getting from where to where? Like, what is point A? What is point B? Because I don't trust anyone who helps me lose weight and get a job and get a partner, right? So it's so important. And I know you have so many resources about having that clear offer. And the reason why is trust, right? I don't trust people who can say they do all these things. It's like they're just like throwing spaghetti on the fridge and seeing what sticks. Have a really clear offer and always be talking about that.
0: Yeah. Robert Cialdini, for those of you guys who don't know who Robert Cialdini is, and he's kind of like the father of modern, like influence and persuasion. He talks about one of the main, main pillars of influence being consistency right? If you want to influence people to take action or move forward with something, you have to be consistent in your actions, in your words, in your language and everything, right? So if you have inconsistency, if you're saying one thing over here and one thing over here and one thing over here and one thing over here, people won't listen. But if you have consistency in your message, consistency in what you're saying and consistency in your actions around what you're saying and what you're doing, right? Then people will build that trust with you, that no love and trust factor, and they will take the actions you ask them to take.
1: Yeah, and I wanna take this one step further to really drive this home because it's not intuitive. You wouldn't think like, oh, I can only talk to one person about what, then I'm pigeonholing myself. There's not enough people who are gonna need that. But what you present in your content is really just one element of what people are getting of you. So just because you're talking to one person doesn't mean you're only gonna work with one person. I was just talking to our client, Evan, yesterday. And he was saying, Hannah, like my offer is that I help women lose weight, but I'm getting all these men. Like, I don't know what to do with them. And I asked, well, can you help men lose weight? (laughs) Absolutely. And I was like, then help them.
0: Then help them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right?
1: It's just because your marketing or your offer statement or like one you know, element of your business is really focused and that's marketing, yeah. right? There's a difference between marketing and coaching. So I use that as an example to just remind people that there's so much power in niching down, speaking to one person and trust it will attract more than just one person. You know, another client was a yoga teacher, but she mentored other yoga teachers on how to be a better yoga, like the meta yoga teaching <laughs> offer. <laughs> and she would get people like martial artists and massage therapists and Reiki practitioners. Because when you talk to one person, you're essentially speaking to a specific set of values. Yeah. And something people want to achieve and it will attract the masses. And they'll
0: translate those specifics to their own story and whether or not it fits for them.
1: Totally, Yeah. totally. So yeah, know your specific person, and where you help them get. And so then,
0: use their language, speak specifically to a specific person with a clear offer. Yeah. What's number three?
1: Number three is stick with itness. So <laughs> don't quit, right? This is the other massive mistake I see people making. They do a few posts or they put themselves out there and they don't get the immediate love and camaraderie that they were expecting. So we need to use data. You need at least a month, if not six months of consistent posting to understand what works because the point of marketing is not to be like the most creative or sexy or new. The point of marketing is to figure out what works and keep doing it. I mean, Coca-Cola has had Santa for like 100 years looking the same.
0: Yeah, Santa and the polar bears, and it still works.
1: It works every year. So don't trick yourself into thinking you have to come up with new or different because that'll burn you
0: out. Yeah, so let me ask you this. Why do most people quit or get upset too early or what causes that? Because we see this all the time with coaches, and that's something we have to coach them on all the time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was just talking to Ben, a client right before this, and he was in the same boat. Like, I keep putting it out there. I keep doing it. I'm like, how long have you been doing it consistently for? And he's like, well, less than a month. And then I asked, okay, so if you worked out for like less than a month consistently, like what results did you expect? this trick we have in our minds that social media is in machine that we can just put stuff in. I
0: think we're just, yeah, we have this unreal expectation that it's all going to be instantaneous, right? Instagram is Insta, right? So I should just put something out there and I should get like 50 clients coming my direction. But like it, this goes right back to the influence pillar, right? So it's like a pillar of influence is consistency. Like somebody needs to see you talk about it, post about it, mention it, one two three five seven you know what's it's like seven to eleven touch points for somebody to be ready to work with you seven to eleven right so most of the time that doesn't happen in a week or two it happens over the course of several weeks a month two months six months before you get any real data
1: right and also keep in mind that the people on the other side of the screen are always changing the stage or the state that they're in i've had an email list for over four years and I still have people opening and reading, you know, who haven't taken any action, but I know they're still engaged. They're still looking for something. And we need to remember that there are some people who are on the treadmill. That's me. I'm like, I see you. I like it. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also people who are on the sidewalk, who are window shopping. And you want to be able to speak to both of them. The best way is to, you know, keep showing up, to have your storefront there, to be relevant and available when they're ready.
0: Yeah. I think that's something that I love a lot, right? Is like, you know, they did that test. It was, I remember Dean Jackson talking about it. It was in like the seventies and it was like, you know, 50% of people who like ask around about prices or something like that. 50% of them will never buy. 50% of them will buy, but of those 50% that will buy, it's like 10% will buy in the next 90 days. The other 40% will buy in, you know, over the next 18 months. Right. But at some point over the next 18 months, those are all buyers. Now, the real question is, are you going to be in front of them on the day that they buy? Yeah. Because that day might be tomorrow and you put something out today and they didn't see it. But tomorrow they're a buyer. And because you didn't put anything out tomorrow, they're not going to buy from you.
1: Yeah. Have you seen some of those posts that start with like, I don't know who needs to see this today. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's so true. You don't know what day or who needs to see it, but if you're putting it out there and you're showing up with the right energy and you're speaking their language, like someday will be their right day. Yeah. So I always, and I tell clients this too, especially when they're just starting out, like think of every piece of content you post as one step closer to that next client. Like every day you're getting closer. Every day you're reaching new people. It might be tomorrow that you finally get one that converts or it might be, you know, in two weeks from now. But every single piece of content gets you closer to that next conversion, to that next client.
0: Can I ask your opinion on this? Maybe this is my fourth hack that I want to add to this. You know, one of the things that we do is we test a lot of content, right? Because I think this is something that I see a lot of coaches do is they think that every piece of content is going to be perfect or they think that it needs to be perfect, I should say, right? When the reality is you don't really know what works until you've put something out there and you've seen it work. And I know you and I talk about this, like with our emails and everything like that, like sometimes we'll look at something, we're like, oh, this is golden. And we put it out there and it's crickets. And we're like, no
1: one cares." Yeah, yeah. shit, what
0: did we do wrong? And then we yeah. put something out, we're just like, eh, screw it. And it just blows up. And we're like, oh my God, right? So like half of what we have to do when it comes to content Is just the willingness to put stuff out there and test and see, like go back and look at the data, right? And I think that's a huge thing that most people don't do, but I'd love to get your thoughts on that in terms of just like testing content.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it goes back to like the point of marketing is to figure out what works and do more of that. So yeah, like when you're talking about emails, you know, every week or every month they look at which ones had the biggest open rates. And then the next month I write something very similar, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like maybe the headline is like how to get 10 clients this month. And then that worked really well. Great. Like three steps to get 10 clients this month. Right. Mm. So just these little shifts, but we wouldn't have known that that worked unless I had gone through three other months of like crap, <laughs> some yeah. crap emails. And so this is like that growth mindset that coaches need when we're looking at starting a business or you're looking at choosing a platform, like it's about figuring out what works so that you can do more of it. But we don't, like, we set goals so that we can figure out the journey.
0: Yeah. And you
1: have to think of becoming a great copywriter or a great marketer to get on that journey.
0: Yeah,
1: you spend a lifetime going to school, figuring this out, getting all these resources. So to think that you're gonna open up a coaching business and then just be the best marketer, like, Apply your growth mindset to content. And I think
0: that's huge because like every coach out there is like, yeah, like I live in the growth mindset. And I'm like, yeah, you live in the growth mindset.
1: I love personal development. You live
0: in the growth mindset where you are comfortable with the growth, which is in, you know, like taking a deeper look at yourself and this and that, but your real growth, if you ever want to be successful in your business is in marketing and sales, learning how to run a business. That's where you're down at ground zero. And that's where your growth mindset actually needs to be applied, which is the hardest for you because you've never seen success there. Right. Right.
1: right. Yeah. I love it. I that's love good. that. And it's like, yeah, you got to walk the walk and talk the talk. It's just like another skill that you're building.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Any last words of wisdom you have for coaches out there and content? Before we let yeah. you go, this has been super helpful. And I'm going to just keep kidnapping you for these calls more often. But yeah,
1: I think the biggest thing is to have fun with it. So I know you started your business to like change the world and coach people and impact lives. I love that. And this is why I love working with coaches. And sometimes they look at marketing or even sales or writing as like the bad guy that now, oh, I didn't know I had to also do this if I wanted to yeah. be a coach. But again, if you have fun with it, if you get curious, if you play. If you experiment and apply that girl's mindset, it will become easier. You will become better at it more quickly. And it's not the bad guy. It can be fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It can be a lot of fun. It can be a lot. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Awesome. Thank you for this, Hannah. I think this has been super helpful. Hannah Hermanson, our local branding, marketing, copywriting expert, and our lead success coach here at High Impact Coaching. If you want more from Hannah, you're going to have to hire us. So too bad. No, seriously. Thank you, Hannah. This has been super helpful. And for everybody out there in podcast land, if you want to catch more of these interviews live, go to zanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you want our help getting you up and running, getting to that profitable six figure mark over the next 90 days, go ahead and go to Xanderfryer.com forward slash programs. And you can check out our programs from there. But thanks again, Hannah. We'll talk to you soon.